podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about consciousness, what that is, what that might mean. Um, and uh, I did a reel recently explaining it very, very briefly, and um, people seemed to like it and wanted me to expand on it. So here we are. Um, but before that, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com if you'd like to continue to support this effort of mine. Um, so the first, there's going to be a Patreon tier, $10 a month. And with that tier is the, uh, you will be sent a link, uh, on the first Wednesday of every month to attend the online Sangha. I'm going to do it through Google meet. Uh, it's free. It's easy. Um, no one needs to download any software. I don't think, (laughs) um, and I don't believe that you need to have a Gmail address if that was a concern of yours. Um, but yeah, there's also a support donation of $1, $5, just a kindness. Hey, boy, keep it up. Um, I am rearranging my life right now in a very beautiful way. I'm very excited about it. And, um, this is part of it. Uh, book three, uh, a hair away from completion. Uh, after that, I will be compiling the other two books, at least the pieces that I feel um, would be uh, best for the new book. Um, the idea is that those first two books might, I might just stop printing them completely. Um, anyway, consciousness. Uh, in the sense of what we are conscious of or unconscious of, uh, conscious decision, uh, those so it, those terms it gets a little um, a little weird, but for our intents and purposes, um, consciousness meaning what we are conscious of or not conscious of. So the analogy I've always used is that if I'm rocking back and forth in a chair, and then I bump the wall behind me, my consciousness expands to include the knowledge of the wall. That knowledge of the wall. Uh, then influences the way I rock in the chair. Now, when I say an expansion in consciousness, that sounds uh, like a good thing, but I don't want us to get caught up in good or bad or anything like that. Um, It just is. It's not good. It's not bad. Um, Trying to think of another uh, word we could use other than expand. Just, I mean, it includes the wall. Consciousness now includes well because we can expand our consciousness to include really shitty information, right? That then gets stuck in there. Bad experiences, trauma, things like that. That also is an expansion in consciousness. Your mind wasn't aware that those things were possibilities. Now back to the chair thing. If I'm rocking back and forth in the chair, I bump the wall. My mind now says, oh, there's a wall back there. That wall is now uh, it, it colors on some level the way the mind makes decisions. And that um, is important, right? Uh, the subconscious mind is the subtle body that the soul is taking with it from uh, birth, to be- uh, birth to birth. That is the karma, the predisposition of the mind to attractions and aversions. That's your karma. Your subconscious is the karmic uh, predicament. It is the uh, curriculum. It is the the uh, course of study, right? Um, it's the way the world is presented to you. It's presented to you through the subconscious. So now that the wall is in my subconscious, I am now experiencing. This is important to, to realize. 
I'm now experiencing a world in which the wall is part of it, right? In that um, I live in a world where walls are there, that chairs can bump into walls. If you're someone who never, who rocked back and forth in the chair and never experienced hitting the wall, well then you don't live in a world where walls are a factor. So think about that in terms of abuse as a child, um, abuse as an adult. Um, you live in a world where that is now a possibility um, or someone who lives in a world where it's not a possibility because it hasn't happened to them and they can intellectually understand that it is a possibility but without the experience it really isn't, you know, that, that's not really, um, it's not going to influence them that much. Um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, you know, for instance, another, another uh, way of looking at it, like I don't have children. Um, my cousin, who I'm very close to, she has children. She lives in a world where children are a factor. I do not live in a world where children are a factor. So the way I see the world, the way I make decisions is different than her, right? It's like that. That's consciousness. That's it. So, um, in a, in a sense, like, so you, uh, do, um, spiritual practice, you read, uh, you know, the Shastras, you read, uh, the, the Puranas and you, you know, indulge in, in, in taking all of this literature, whether it's the occult, whether it's the Vedas, whatever it is. And it goes into your consciousness and it colors the way you see the world. All spiritual practice, all spiritual literature, um, is, well, all literature is spiritual in my opinion. Um, for some reason, you know, as a little, to digress a little bit, people have made a distinction between the occult and the spiritual. Spirituality, practice, things like that, that, that is the occult. Um, that is the mystical. That is mysticism. That is, that it's all one thing. Um, so when I say spiritual literature, I mean everything from the Bhagavad Gita to uh, Helena Petrova Blavatsky, which, um, you know, I, is in my consciousness. The Satanic Bible is in my consciousness. Um, I, shit, I think about Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible probably once a day. You know, when I think of the term psychic vampire, energy vampire, people that just drain you psychically, where they're just around you and they're just sucking you dry. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's a real thing. Uh, those of you that were just turned off by the idea that I read the Satanic Bible or have read it, um, maybe you should expand your consciousness to include it as well. When we decide that certain books are evil or good, I think that we are short shrifting ourselves. So... There is no good or evil in that sense. I mean, it's just information. I, t I tend to notice there's a drop in... Um, that doesn't matter. Um, okay. So, as we in ingest information, our consciousness expands. So, think of consciousness, your consciousness, as this vessel. It's this uh, container... Your mind is a container. Consciousness is one of those cognitive faculties of the mind. So it's this container, and it's, or better yet, it's a, it's a water vessel, right? And you have this water vessel, and um, you, uh, you're making a smoothie, right? And you're adding ingredients to it. 
and it's enriching the experience of, of the smoothie. It's enriching the experience of the stew, the soup, whatever. And that's what your mind is doing with that faculty of consciousness. It goes into the perception and the judgment faculties, obviously. Um, it goes into the language faculties. It goes into the memory, the thinking. It's all consciousness. So that's what that means. So a shift in consciousness, an expansion in consciousness, all the same thing. You uh, begin to exercise. You begin to go to yoga. You begin to, eat, begin to eat differently. Your consciousness is changing. The way you see the world will change. Um, and that's really what all of this spiritual stuff is about. It's about changing the experience that we're having in the world. Um, like I've said before, I initially embarked on this journey myself uh, as a way to tame the world. Not tame me. I wasn't the one with the problem. It's all you. So I need you all to act right. And if I do all the right things and say all the right mantras and do all the right stuff, then, uh, then God will uh, be kind to me and he will teach you all a lesson. <laughs> so uh, something else that they considered expansion of conscious they being these other people in the world uh, that um, it's starting to rain so I apologize if you can if that becomes distracting um, but uh, psychedelics the use of psychedelic uh, substances um, I've done my more than my fair share of them and um, it has uh, definitely changed my consciousness. It has definitely altered the way I see the world. It's, it's definitely changed things uh, for me. Um, I wouldn't call them insights. Uh, that puts it on a bit of a pedestal, and I don't want people who do not have access or the ability to ingest these substances to believe that there is, you know, uh, some insight to be gained from it. it it's... You know, uh, one time I heard someone saying that um, people getting the same insights as the people in the 60s that, that initially were taking acid and all this stuff, and that you don't have to because they did that. They brought the information into our consciousness, and I, I believe that. I believe that very much. Um, you know, Ram Dass, for instance, did all that work so that we could have that information. Same thing with any spiritual leader, where whether it was, you, know, you think about uh, autobiography of a yogi, right? Um, that book, I would say, shifted my consciousness more than anything I've ever done. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda uh, was the author of Autobiography of a Yogi. Um, his guru was, uh, well, his guru is Yukteswar, but. Uh, who was a student of Lahiri Mahashi. And, um, uh, you know, that book was something that shifted my consciousness. It definitely changed the way I uh, experienced the world. It's very interesting. Um, and I'm not even sure how. I, I couldn't tell you what I read in it that um, I, I can't. I would say the first time I ever flipped it open, um, there was a line in it that caught my eye. 
And I think it was that, I think it said, the practice is not the goal, or the path is not the goal. I don't know, something like that. And what I, what I heard in that was that it's, that that's not it. The practice is just a method, right? It's, it's not the thing. Like, you don't indulge or engage in the practice and now you're done. You know, you got, there's, it's more. Um, but yeah, that was a shift in consciousness. The Bhagavad Gita, definitely a shift in consciousness for me. Um, the Ramayana, a massive shift in consciousness. Uh, especially once I understood the allegory of both of those uh, books. Um, you know, I think understanding the allegory behind uh, spiritual literature, I believe, is truly where the juice, the, the current comes from. Um, absolutely. So consciousness being what we are aware or unaware of, um, so bad things also expand our consciousness. We have an unsavory experience with someone. I mean, think about like having a bad experience in a relationship. It colors all the other relationships and the struggle becomes, how do I just be in this partnership with this person without dragging everything else into it? You know? um, PTSD, violent traumatic events, how, you know, it's now that's in your consciousness, you know, and you have to learn to be in the world or, you know, come to someone like me who can help you move that around, you know. Um, so bad things also expand our consciousness or flavor the stew, flavor the soup, um, affect the lens through which we see the world. Um, childhood, how we're raised affects our consciousness. Um, and then there's the consciousness of, I believe that there's the collective unconscious, the collective subconscious mind that, you know, you think about these world events and how, like, when you think of karma, right, you have your personal karma. Well, actually, you, you start, start out with the planet. The events of the planet, uh, there is a planetary, like a human kind of, subconscious, a way we see things, and then, then you go to country, the way your country sees things, uh, the country's attractions and aversions, and then the state's attractions and aversions, the city's attractions and aversions, the county, it's all like, you know, and then you get down to your friend group, your family, your own personal stuff, so there is a consciousness to everything, you know, uh, what this collection of people is aware and unaware of. And that also affects their karma, their, you know. So it's really, consciousness is this main decision-making, or I would say maybe it's the information that affects the decision-making apparatus, right? You know, things that happened to me as a child affect my perception of things, um, the, the trauma work I've done with people over the years affects my perception of things definitely the way I see other people um, for, the, for better or worse it does you know um, so that's consciousness right what we are aware and unaware of so I encourage you you know read more ingest more um, 
there's times where I've read literature that I knew I wasn't going to understand. You know, especially early on, I was like, I, this is so far out of my sphere of knowledge. But I read it anyway. The first time I read the Sefer Yitzira, the first time I read the Gita, the first time, all of those things, man. The first time I read the Satanic Bible, the first time I tried to read The Secret Doctrine by Helena Petrova Blavatsky, it's, you know, um, all of those things. Uh, they, they change over time. And that's the other thing about it, is the more you read, you read these pieces of literature over and over again, and as spiritually as your consciousness, as you evolve spiritually, your consciousness evolves. As your consciousness evolves, the way you read these things will change. You know, it's interesting, because as a young boy, uh, growing up in a Christian or a Baptist environment, uh, you know, and then someone showing me the Satanic Bible, for instance, I'm just going to use something drastic, I uh, was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. This is so scary. And now when I read it, I'm like, eh, I see what he's saying. You know, like it, it just hits different. The Bhagavad Gita, the first time I read it, I'm like, this is, this doesn't make any sense to me, but I know I should read it. You know, first time you read the book of Revelations, you know, I mean, go through the Revel- go through the book of Revelation now and read it as a, an allegory for current modern, the current modern era, and it's, you know, when you start to realize that Revelation, the book of Revelation is really just political commentary, if you read it as an allegory about politics, it's very interesting. Um, anyway, um, I hope that this uh, helped, I hope it made some sense. I am on my way right now to interview a friend of mine, Craig O'Neill, for a podcast. I've realized that I know so many interesting people, as do you, but we don't spend any time talking to him, so we don't know. But his story is fascinating, and um, it's going to be a really great uh, episode. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I'm going to part with that. And don't forget, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. Go to Patreon, $10 a month for the online sangha on the first Wednesday of every month. Breathing a little harder. All right. I love you.